In the Old Testament, God gave them laws of God to go by. In the New Testament, today's church are given commandments of the Lord to go by. But they are not the Old Testament commandments. Many people put in the front of their house a little metal placard saying the Ten Commandments, and they write on them the Ten Commandments. One of the Ten Commandments was to remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. I was in the grocery store one day on a Sunday buying groceries. Then I reached the area where the checkout stand is. A woman was in front of me talking to the cashier. And she was complaining to the cashier because the cashier was obviously from her church and had come to work on a Sunday. She said, I just don't see how you can do this, coming to work on a Sunday. The cashier said, well, somebody got sick and they called me and needed me. She said, well, you must remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. And she was carrying on like that. And finally, I spoke up and said, if you want to go by Old Testament law, then you shouldn't be in here buying groceries on a Sunday. They were not allowed to pick manna on a Sunday. They were not allowed to cook their food on a Sunday. They had to prepare all their food the day before. So you shouldn't be in a grocery store on a Sunday if you want to live by Old Testament law. She left, and nobody said anything after that. But a lot of people have this very mixed up. They will say, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Well, they couldn't even go out of their tent on the Sabbath. You certainly couldn't go shopping for groceries. You couldn't be watching television. You couldn't be going to a football game. You couldn't be going to a movie. You couldn't be doing any of those things if you want to live by Old Testament law. Now, we don't live by Old Testament law, but it was very severe. Let me show you by the Bible what happened to the man who was out gathering sticks on a Sabbath day. To make a fire. Numbers chapter 15, verse 32. And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath. And they that found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and unto all the congregation. And they put him in ward, in hold, in a prison, because it was not declared what should be done to him. And the Lord said unto Moses, The man shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. Verse 36, And the congregation brought him without the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died, as the Lord commanded Moses. 
He was gathering sticks on the Sabbath, and he was put to death because God said, do that. It demonstrates to us how really severe some of the Old Testament laws were, and yet they were of God. We don't have those laws to go by today. Today we go by the New Testament laws, the New Testament commandments of the Lord, paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, they had to pay for their sins and appease God with the blood of bulls and goats and pigeons for the sacrifice for their sin. And it wasn't a one-time sacrifice. Over and over and over they had to do this. The New Testament Sabbath is different from the laws of the Old Testament. We offer ourselves daily as a sacrifice to God. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed unto this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God. We go by the New Testament Bible, setting our way by that. Though there are many examples in the Old Testament which instruct us and admonish us and warn us. But so far as the New Testament Sabbath It is a ceasing from our own works as God did from his. You can read about it in Hebrews 3 and 4. First, Hebrews 3. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, says God, and proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, saith the Lord. So I swear unto my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. 
While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved for forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Hebrews 4 Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into God's rest, which would be resting in the word of God, entering into his rest, lest any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. We that believe the word go by faith. We believe God has spoken to us, and we believe what he has said, and we act according to what he has said. Verse 3, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. We rest in what he has told us. Verse 10, For he that is entered into God's rest, he hath also ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of thunder, of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature 
that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. We enter into his rest in the New Testament church. We go by the word of God spoken to us by the Holy Spirit. And every person who is of God has been given the Holy Spirit to dwell in them. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? It's not that building that we go to that's the house of God. You are the temple of God. You're the house of God as the believer. And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? After Pam Paget asked God to save her, she had been raised Catholic. She knew that something happened to her when she asked God to save her. There was something of God living in her. For years, she knew there was something of God in her, but she didn't know what it was. And one day, she read 1 Corinthians 3.16, and then she knew what it was of God that lived in her. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Is the Spirit of Jesus who lives in us. Every believer today has the Spirit of God living in them. But many go forward and are baptized and do not have the Spirit of God. They were not called by God. They put themselves in the church by their own will. But those of us who have been called by God and have the Spirit of God in us are the elect of God. There was a time years ago when I went to a luncheon in downtown Lubbock, Texas, where I was living at the time. It was on the fifth floor of a downtown building. We were sitting by the window, and a woman spoke up and said, that's my church, and pointed at First Methodist Church downtown. And I said, we are the church. And she said, I'm not a church, that's the church. And she pointed at the building. And I said, we are the church. And she said, I'm not a church. Well, maybe she wasn't, but I am. And you are, if the Spirit of God dwells in you. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.